Hey everybody, welcome to the Adaptations Podcast, where I bring on guests. Um, and I know, all right, so guys, if you've been listening to these pod for a while, um, to my five listeners out there, then you know that the introduction has been changed over and over again. And and, and, and it's done with a reason, but this time around, I think we're going to fully adapt and make this pod a uh, self-development pod. So it's going to encompass everything. I've got some friends that are in the finance field. Yeah. Um, so they're going to, I'm going to have them come on too, so that we could talk about personal, personal finances, yeah. ways to get better uh at that sort of jazz um some entrepreneurs too that i can bring on that are non-fitness related yeah. and then obviously it started off as a fitness podcast because i had a lot of friends who are in the fitness realm but i think overall i think the theme of like these long-form content videos should be about personal development mm-hmm. um but still you're here because of, of actually you fit in the mold too man you you where were you born here in the united states i was not I was you born in Cameroon, so, Africa. And I'm sorry, I didn't introduce my guest. Welcome, Paul, and I don't know how to say your last name. Tamazu? Tamazu. 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 Paul and Tamazu. Tamazu, there you go. Paul and Tamazu. Yeah. So you were born in Cameroon? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, when did you come over to the States? So I moved to the States in 2009. Uh, first, my dad came here so he can settle and adjust, you know, before the rest of our family uh, moved out here. So... February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2009, is when my mom and the rest of my siblings came to New Jersey. Dude, were you scared? Was I scared? I was excited. Are you You're kidding excited? me? So the, the, the view, uh, the idea of America when, when you're in a third world country or any other country in the world, really, it's like, whoa, the land of opportunities. I thought I was going to heaven. Okay. You know, so that was my mindset. So we were super excited to finally move here, having no idea what it was. So, how old were you when you were moving here? I was 12. You were 12, 12 years old. Yeah. And where did you move to? Like uh, in Jersey? Oh, Plainfield. Plainfield, New Jersey. Move, move, move to the hood, you feel me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the hood outside of the hood. Yeah. I think when most people think the hood in Jersey, they think of like Camden or they think mm-hmm. of Newark. But yeah. then they forget like in central Jersey, there's a little area mm-hmm. called Plainfield, which yeah. a little, yeah. was a little rough in the around the edges. I think it, it might was. still be, but I think they're developing. Nah, it's getting better. Like back, back then, I remember, you know, Third Street. You know the the, the idea of Third Street in Plainfield. No, I didn't know. No, Eric is now, but you know, Eric knows. He's shaking his head. What is Third he, Street? Explain it to yeah, me. Yeah, Third Street was more of like you know the dangerous, you know the dangerous street. You know, you know somebody got shot on Third Street. You know, that's what the things you hear. And I was young. To me, I'm like this is a new world, and I would just hear these things or, or just see it, um, and it kind of created that. That mindset in my head, whoa, Third Street. <laughs> Everybody, you know, me at home at least, we'd be like Third Street. How did uh, that compare I, to Cameroon? Uh, well, I didn't really witness stuff like that. Uh, the crime. Well, in Cameroon, you don't get if you get caught with crime, they fucking push you in a tire, burn a tire, and let it roll off. So <laughs> damn, <laughs> it's different, right? Um, but. Uh, it was just a little scary. My parents were, like weren't. Uh, they didn't really allow us to be outside like that. You know, yeah. you know me. I didn't really go anywhere in high school, um, so we were very you know close then, uh, and we were so we wouldn't be exposed to the outside world, to the dangerous world. You know, especially as parents with four kids. You know, my parents thought, okay, we in a different world. We don't know this world, so let's make sure that we keep our kids safe. So we weren't really allowed to do much uh, growing up. That's awesome that you're like able to appreciate their level of safety or concern. Yeah. Because on the other side of the spectrum, you could have developed some level of resentment that you weren't allowed to go experience like a regular child. For life, sure. Quote, Absolutely. I mean, but what's regular? Um, you, you know, the way you grow up is is what it is, right? Yeah. Say, for example, someone grows up in a in the hood or in a bad place. That's what they know. You know, the, the way they grow up is based off the values they pick up as young individuals. Um, so growing up to me, that was like, OK, well, the world is dangerous. I, you know, uh, I don't know if you remember the story of my street. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so the, the way that I encountered your street, like I think we were coming home from wrestling practice and I was driving my minivan and uh, you're like, you gave me the address and we're going. I oh, know you were telling me how to get there. Yeah. And we got there and as I'm pulling up to the street, it's like this cul-de-sac. <laughs> right so there's like, like yeah. there's like just an end so mm-hmm. if you had to bolt you have to like do a u-turn somehow yeah um and, and that 
cul-de-sac there's just a bunch of dudes like people out there chilling outside i don't know what they were doing but it was it was i was like yo i have no way to escape (laughs) i had no um um Basically, I wasn't. I had no relation with those people. Yeah, I grew up on that street for. Yeah. My parents been there since two thousand like thirteen, fourteen now. No, yeah, yeah. No, no, wait. Two thousand ten. You know, parents been living there and growing up. Me and my brothers had no relation with that outside world. Mm-hmm. With those neighbors, it was just, you know, get out, go to school, come back home. If you play sports, you go play sports. We we didn't hang out with friends. Mm-hmm. How many times in high school did we hang out outside of like? resting practice or being at the gym you know it didn't happen much so even though i lived in like what you would consider one of the worst streets in piscataway yeah i hadn't i had no relation to that outside world you know i was there i was sheltered basically i would still consider that part it's interesting because you were like right on the border of like piscataway and plainfield yeah so like yeah. really it was more like plainfield <laughs> but in piscataway yeah that was like a wild street and was, to think like you could have easily have just walked out of the store like the steps and hung kicked it with like the older dude out there that's I don't God knows what they were doing. And you could have like fallen into that trap. Absolutely. Could have been influenced and done the same stuff that they would have done. I think for me, I was raised with like like my cousins upstairs. Yeah. And my family upstairs. They were like at the time, not now, but at the time, they were big into drinking. They were big into like my mom would say that they would like they were just like a little reckless, you know. But it's like I wanted to hang out with them. I I wanted to do what they were doing. I wanted to go to the parties. I wanted to do all that. And to be honest with you, I ultimately ended up doing that. (laughs) Just not with them. Yeah. And so um, I guess what I'm trying to say is when your sphere of influence, the the level of your ability to like not be influenced by people so close to you. Yeah. It's 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 a major feat on its own. Yeah, for sure. And and that stems from the core values that you develop as a kid, right? You know, because my parents told me, "Hey, don't do this. Don't don't be like that." That's in my head. That's the mindset I developed. And that's me. That's just me growing up as a kid. Going to college was a whole different (laughs) (laughs) was a whole different story of its own. But um, but those are the core values that my parents instilled within me. Yeah. Um, uh, at a young age you know the whole first generation you know college student in your family yeah. um you want to go to school you yeah. want to do this that get a degree get a job become a doctor become a lawyer you know become an engineer so those were the core value i had growing up but guess what today i'm coming i'm gonna skip way fast forward right now today i'm a personal trainer yeah. in la right? yeah uh, even though i was this disciplined kid who only you know focus on school and did this and that now i'm in a whole different space yeah yeah um so let's talk about like your journey like your fitness journey like when you started off uh let's talk about how you started off in wrestling and playing field yeah. what was your weight class weight class all right let, let's start freshman year in high school i weighed 78 pounds 78, 78 pounds, pounds. i thought you were at least close to 100 no I, I graduated at 95, barely Jeez. hit 100, yeah. You graduated high school at 95? Yeah. I thought you were broke, breaking like at least 110, 120 by that time. Oh, no. Ocelio was there. No, I think Ocelio was 120 at the time. Yeah. Remember? I remember you were the only person on the wrestling uh, team that had to eat up yeah. into their weight class. I never had to make qualify. weight. I never had to like make weight yeah. or try, you know. Um, but How did that feel being like a small dude in the hood? I was I was a pretty confident guy. Wasn't <laughs> I, I was sucking my shit all the time. Okay, <laughs> where'd you get that ten, uh, tendency to do that? I don't know. I think even in Cameroon, I, I was always super super confident in myself. You know, yeah. I was. I look in the mirror. I'm like, yeah. Even though I'm this skinny kid <laughs> that I look at now, but you know, at, at the time, I, I thought I was. I thought I was a strong, dude. You, you know? were. So you I, were. I was pretty confident. Um, but. From there, high school, uh, sophomore year is when I joined the wrestling team, and um, that really changed everything. I remember I had to wrestle girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Was that, that, your was, first, that was, was that your first inter- physical interaction with a female? Yes. Fair. Fair. Yeah. yeah, true, right? You know, 
And I had to be... You're grabbing them, tossing them, Uh being tossed by them. No, not getting tossed. You didn't lose to a girl. You never lost to a girl? I would never. In wrestling? Absolutely not. Not once? No. I feel like you might might have lost once. No. No? No, not at all. Yeah. I I don't think I could allow myself. Do you think you'd lose to a girl now? No. No, I'm just being silly. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what girl would no. I lose to right now? I can I, name one. Her name is Professor Bridget. She's a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I met her yesterday. I don't care how many degrees of black belt she has. I don't care how many skills <laughs> she has. <laughs> I am sorry, and I'm pretty sure the vast majority of guys feel this way. I don't care how strong a girl is. I will, I'm not going to lose. Oh, let me tell you, buddy. You are so wrong. She would fuck the both of us up. Uh, with one hand. I mean, if you're able to admit that she'd fuck you up with one hand, sure, but don't put me in there. Nah, don't worry. <laughs> Dude, she would, she would, <laughs> she would make you call her daddy. Yeah. And whatever she wants, maybe she doesn't identify it, but she would, you know, she maybe, would make you call her things. Maybe I'd want to meet her. Maybe. She's tough. She's tough. And I, I remember I was rolling with like, uh, uh, Professor Yanni. She was a black belt at uh, another school that I was going to. Yeah. And she was tough. She was also tough. Like, mm-hmm. dude, these these women are tough nowadays. So you've rolled with them in jujitsu. Yeah, and yeah. You, and you lost. <laughs> okay, look at the camera. Listen, and, listen, and listen. She was a black belt. Uh huh. I don't think I lost though. I think I wasn't. I don't. I wasn't submitted. I wasn't submitted. If that's what you're asking, she never okay. submitted me. But honestly. With all due respect, I think that the only reason she didn't submit me is because she didn't want to. I think if she really wanted to, she would have submitted me and she would have made me cry. And then she would have asked for pollen and then made you cry so that you could eat your words. Hey, I mean, you know me uh, very well. I, I like I like challenges. Um, I like a big challenge. So you, so, like, you, so you like them big, huh? Right. You know. <laughs> we had this conversation, and I'm not going to bring this up. I'm not going to bring this up. But we had this conversation in the call once. About the type, about the type of girls you like. Do you have any idea? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. What did I say? What did I say? I can neither deny nor confirm such allegations. However, I do want to listen the way you remember it. Okay, fair enough. So we're in the car or uh, driving down Front Street. Um, I don't know if we were getting gas or where we were going, but you were, we were talking about you know uh, our sex stories and the type of girls we like. And I remember one of you, you. The things you like was the the super, um, you like you said something about you liking to assert your dominance, being the man. Well, who who doesn't want to nah, assert your dominance sure, in the for, bed, for, right? For sure, for right, sure. Right. I think we're talking about like uh, like muscular or strong girls. Yeah. Versus like petite. Dude, muscle mommies. They're winning, man. Yeah, that, we love muscle mommies <laughs> over here. We're in the fitness community, you know. That's, we're muscle daddies. That's, that's how I remember that. And you were like, "Why?" I was like, "Why? Why do you like uh, muscle mommies?" And you, you said, uh, "Well, you know, it's kind of like a little challenge for me. You know, I like to oh show them that I'm the man." No, 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 no. I reject. I reject those allegations. That's that's that's. And I don't mean it in a sexual manner. Listen, 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 listen. listen. I, what I think, the, the one thing though, is as, as, as one thing I'm realizing is as, as, as a fitness junkie, as an enthusiast, as a person who's yeah. developed himself, is uh, as I'm looking for, uh, you know, that partner that you want to spend the rest of your life mm-hmm. with, that one person that you want to fall in love with. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, I, before I used to say, uh, you know, we don't, she doesn't have to be into fitness. I didn't want to be shallow. I didn't yeah. want to be like judgmental. Yeah. I wanted to be open to everybody and anybody because, you know, love doesn't know sight whatever so mm-hmm. but then i realized that it's a lot deeper than just the physical attributions i think as a partner you have to match up with the same discipline yeah the same vibe um and also if you enjoy going to the gym which i do which yeah. you do yeah we want to be there every day and sometimes it could be an hour sometimes it could be two hours sometimes yeah. it could be three hours but if you don't both enjoy it you know partners don't enjoy it um, then you won't really see it as quality time, especially as we're developing a very, very busy schedule as growing professionals yeah. um, in our fields, because there's just no time. There's just no time where we want to be successful. We come from parent, children of immigrants who have yeah. sacrificed everything. They turned back, they turned their backs on what they knew for a better opportunity for themselves, us and the future generations. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know we're living that we're trying we're trying we're yeah. we're, we're, we're hustling we're yeah. bustling you know and so but also 
it's like, you know, our love lives are kind of getting, there's a sacrifice that has to occur. You know, you're, 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 you're sacrificing the potential to meet somebody new. You're not really dating, you're saving money on dates. And so going back to why I think that being a fitness junkie should be a quality trait that as men in the fitness mm-hmm. industry, we should look for. It's, it's really not just the surface physical attributions. It's really about the, 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 the personality, the mindset, the ability to stick to something consistently every day for a large goal. Um, and, uh, you know, just being disciplined to do what you have to do, not because you want to, but because you have to. Um, and if, if the people, if it doesn't have to be just fitness, it could be like studying. Yeah. I think that's why like some professionals like in the banking industry also attract each other. Again, it's just similar lifestyles that people live. And I think that is a key component. It's not as, 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 as um, what's the word I'm looking for as immature as the way we were back no, in high school. No, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Um, and, and one thing, it also helps you guys under, understand each other on a, on a, on a certain point. Right. right. Um, cause I actually had this conversation previously with, uh, one of the previous girls I was talking to and, uh, she told me you, what you need is someone who is into the same thing that you're doing. You know, you know, she's someone who's as invested into fitness because she will understand what you're going through mm-hmm. more than the girl who, who, you know, who's not as into fitness. Yeah. If I'm on prep. And I'm dating a girl who doesn't work out. Even my parents, they don't work out. They don't, they don't, they, they're there and they support me, but they don't understand yeah. the process, right? So you definitely write about saying someone who aligns with those similar goals and discipline yeah. because you understand each other and you relate on that spectrum. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, have you found that special lady yet? <sighs> Boy. Um, He's searching. I mean, ladies, if if you're single and you're interested, hit them up. I'm gonna be a pro bodybuilder IFBB tomorrow, so maybe you'll find love there. Nah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, not. maybe you will, but maybe just will. not with a person, but yeah. with your pro card. <laughs> yeah, you exactly. definitely will with your pro card, brother. For sure. What have you done differently this prep that you feel confident going into your competition as opposed to the prior preps? So I basically went to the depths of hell and I conquered it. Love that's, it. That's what I. That's what I. I call it. Um, the diet is a lot, lot more strict. You know, it came to a point where, and I and I put I posted something on Instagram the other day. Uh, it's not about what I feel like doing; it's about getting you know doing what needs to get done. What did you, you know? do with your very first prep? Walk me through the, like your first prep. Very first. Yeah, walk me through your very you want, first prep. Do I want to share this? Oh, today, I want you today? to share. I want you to oh, share. Fuck. I specifically want you to share the story you had with like the person who plays second. I think it was. I remember that story very well. Oh yeah, so the conversation I, you had afterwards. First couple of shows were like jokes. He was, I was, I was. He was like going to the park and having fun and playing. You know, there was no discipline. You know, my discipline was with my training, working out. Uh, but there was no game plan, right? I was working out, no diet. And I look good, and I and I originally did bodybuilding because people told me I had the the physique for it. So I woke up one day and I remember that I did the John Kemper Classic in uh, I don't remember what it was, but back in 2016. Uh, and I I go backstage, I, I meet everybody, everyone's so drained and depleted, and I'm like, why is everyone so tired? You know, they're complaining, and I'm like, yo, I just had a you know I was eating Wendy's the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, I, I was eating, like, 2016, I ate Wendy's every day. Damn, why? I was a broke college student. The but four that's for crazy, because I remember, like, the very first time I we went to Burger King, you were like, I've never had this before. Yeah. I've never had fast I'm like, oh, you never had Burger King? He's like, yeah. no, I've never had fast food. Yeah. I was like, what the, f- okay. Yeah, that goes back to uh, being sheltered, you know. We yeah. I never ate out until you introduced me to Burger <laughs> King and Chipotle. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, those are the days. Yeah. Um, but So it, now you're doing something totally different. You're not eating Wendy's? No, no, no. I don't even eat that on regular like that. What do you eat on a daily basis? Uh, for, the, for this prep? or Yeah, for this prep. For this prep, I wake up, I have 360 grams of egg whites, a little bit of salt in there. That's it. Um, and then second meal is six ounces of salmon uh, and about... about a little bit of spinach, a um, little bit of salt as well, and you know I try not to season it, uh, just not to just not to have too much sodium, um, 
And then third meal is six ounces of chicken breast. And I get a protein shake with that. That's it. That's very little. Do yeah. you, you don't eat that outside of prep? No, nothing, nothing outside. Okay. And okay. I even earlier in the prep, you know, when I was starting to like get hungry, I asked my coach, is there anything I can eat to kind of help the hunger? He says, stick to the plan. I didn't ask again after that. And I was like, okay, well, there's gotcha. a plan. I'm just going to keep following it. And, you know, and it, after like two, three weeks, it became a habit, you know, mm. I was like, okay, well, I know what I got to eat. So I was still looking forward, even though I would be miserable and it would be like the worst meal, I was still looking forward to just eating. How did you get yourself through that first week where you just wanted to eat and you're fighting those cravings? You go I, to sleep. You go to sleep. Don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to lock myself in my room and I want to go through it. I almost isolated myself to, to, it's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta get through it no matter what. So what am I going to do? Cry about it. So I just go to sleep. Mm. Well now, like comparatively speaking, you know, we're both in the fitness industry. Yeah. Um, we're both trainers. Yeah. Um, what do you encourage your clients who want to lose some fat? What do you encourage them to do? Um, the process is long and I feel like in today's society, we're so, you know, used to instant gratification and and we expect things to come so fast you know i'm sure you get a lot of clients oh you know i'm going on vacation in two weeks i'm trying you know can i get a six pack no and i think that people need to understand that um things take time right so if you're trying to lose weight and get lean i would say that what you need to do right now is to start and and not just start have a game plan as well um you know, sometimes we go into things without a game plan and we get lost, we lose motivation, and then we stop, right? If you have a game plan, if you've met with a coach or a personal trainer and they've presented a game plan, that's for you. Um, and game plans aren't for everybody, right? It's always like a trial and error. It can change, but stick to the program, right? So um, cut down carbs, do cardio, lift weights. You lose weight. Very simple, right? Very simple. Very, very simple. Yeah. You don't get any cravings? You get cravings. What do you do with the cravings? Um, my approach I wouldn't recommend because I'm the type to say, like, well, I just got to go through it. Yeah, let's hear it. Right? Um, um, I don't eat anything if I crave. Okay. I just let it go. I just support it. Okay. But I, the, the normal person won't be able to do that. Maybe. I don't know. No, I think they will. Yeah. I think they will. I have to okay. challenge it. I think they will. Okay. But I think what you're doing is, and this is, and maybe I'm projecting because this is something I'm implementing today myself. Yeah. Is like, uh, you know, just kind of get distracting yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like the craving is a thought in the head. Yeah. That you get like, oh man, I want this food. I want yeah. this to sound so delicious. Oh my God. <laughs> and then if I start describing a nice juicy baconator from Wendy's and describing the bun and the, and the fucking bacon, the sizzle with the burgers and yeah. I'm, such, I'm intentionally trying to torture yeah. you here no, it's okay. then you're probably craving that and now we i'm sure i don't know if you're feeling but i want one right now i'm hungry too but then when i start describing a nice old chicken breast with white rice that just tastes like just just like just just, just like health with a nice salad mm-hmm. and maybe we don't really crave the baconator no more. And that's because we've just distracted ourselves with another thought. Yeah. I heard a a statistic that 90% of the thoughts you think today are the thoughts from yesterday. Mm -hmm. And the best way to interrupt the thought is by thinking of something else. And so that's pretty much what we just did there. We thought of one thing. We thought of the fat, greasy, disgusting processed food. Yeah. And we just changed that thought with something differently. And um, for me, like as someone who's like, I think, uh, you know, I'm not there yet, but I'm trying to come up in this world. I'm trying to save some money right now. I'm yeah. not trying to eat out. Um, so one of the, the, the biggest hurdles that I have is, you know, driving past that Wendy's, that Popeye's and getting that yeah. craving and be like, ooh, maybe yeah. I want to eat that. And then thinking to myself, ooh, I won't be getting home for another two, three hours. I should eat something. I'm yeah. hungry. Well, fucking starve, Jorge. That's what I tell myself. Fucking starve. Yeah. And get home and cook your meal and eat eat your food so that I can continue to look lean. I can continue to fuel my muscles and I also save some bread at the same time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, and that for me, and like I was saying earlier, I just go to sleep. Mm -hmm. If I'm thinking about it, obviously it, it, well, either you think about something else or you distract yourself by yourself with something else or, just go to bed. I just, I'm like, right, I'm hungry. <laughs> I don't, I, I have my last chicken breast of the day. I know I can't eat anything else. What the hell am I going to do? I'm going to go to bed. 
you know, fuck this hunger. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, can't be hunger if you're asleep, man. Right? Damn, that comes back. That that reminds me of like the wrestling mentality that we used to have. You know, when you're trying yeah. to make weight, you're just like, oh, I'm so tired from practice. I'm just exactly. gonna go to sleep today. What about like partying and stuff? Because I know you you enjoy going out. I am a party animal, and I will say that verbatim. Uh, I love to party. I like having I like having a good time. Um, but you have to find a good balance between. You know your social life we learned this in college right you know you either have sleep social life school or you know uh school work so i like to manage I, I don't drink during the week at all uh that's like you know that's like a no no you know on a weekend on saturday i like to have a couple of drinks okay there's no drinks on prep though okay but outside of prep i like to i like to drink okay and how many drinks do you normally have in a I, night i have 15 20 who nice knows? just a few yeah just, just a small just, amount yeah yeah you metabolize it quickly so it Super just goes right quickly. through yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i mean and and go <laughs> it's funny how we were just talking about how i was raised to like not be out there but then um I picked. I didn't drink my freshman year in college. I didn't really like, you know, um, drink much. I my first drink was like towards the end of my freshman year, uh, going into sophomore year, and after that, my mindset changed. It was like, huh, it's not that bad. <laughs> I used to judge people. I used to be like, you're a failure if you drink, and and I tried it. And I was like, huh, well. Well, I think a lot of the people out here, uh, my five listeners out there, are gonna really appreciate you saying that. Because if you can look the way you look, yeah, and you can still enjoy drinking and partying and hanging out, yeah, without demonizing it, mm-hmm. then it gives people a slim of hope that this can happen to them too. They can Absolutely. also change. Absolutely, moderation and balance. Hmm. Um, say, say you're a busy man. You have a busy schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you tell you tell your schedule to someone, and they'll be like, "Damn, how can you do that?" But because you're so, um you're so organized with your time management and certain things it's easier to just go through to through everything so I, I i my diet is very um balanced right now it's very organized everything is just x y and z right right so all i have to do is follow mm-hmm. uh, and i tell people all the time you gotta have a game plan with everything you know my game plan is from friday to uh, monday to friday you know i gotta get shit done i gotta get things done my workouts are already planned my, my diet's already planned now I can allow myself to have it. Yes, when I say 15 drinks, you know, a couple, you know, but just to get fucked up. But I wake up the next day and I go to the gym. That's the only thing, the way alcohol is a bad thing, like it uh, affects me negatively, is I, it's hard to work out when you're hungover. It's hard to even make it to the gym when you're hungover. Okay. So, um, you know, if I'm able to do that, just get up the next day and go to the gym and have an efficient workout, drinking wouldn't be a problem right so do you force yourself when you're hungover or absolutely absolutely, absolutely. it's like it's like you have those days when you don't want to go to the gym right? yeah. even when you're you're not hungover yeah right but then you go first 10 minutes you're like ooh, it feels good it feels normal yeah so it's like it's just like when you're hungover it sucks at first um but you know that only is that gonna make you sweat out the alcohol and and um, it's also gonna, it's gonna make you feel better afterwards. Yeah, I love what you're saying there. It's like you kind of have to find that balance. Yeah. Like that balance. And sometimes you gotta force that balance because yeah. the body wants to say, no, let's just stay in bed, let's recover. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you should recover, but like you can also just go to the gym and force a faster recovery process. You will feel good about yourself. Right. Yeah. One thing, you know, I, I, uh, I was watching recently in a podcast is, I feel like people chase happiness too much. Okay. And that sometimes isn't a good thing. Okay. Oh, you're hungover. You're in bed. You're happy. You know, you don't have shit to do. Maybe uh-huh. you don't have plans for the rest of the day. It's a day off. Let me just relax, lay in bed. I'm happy. Feels good. Feels comfortable. Why don't you chase pride? Now mm. you go to the gym. You get that workout done. And then you tell yourself, whoa, I went through that and I did that. You're proud of yourself. How, how how satisfying is that as opposed to oh i'm happy That's happy is like a it's a, a, a uh, synonym for comfort comfortable that's deep that's deep why don't you <laughs> chase pride instead i love that yeah you got to chase pride yes yes you're right you're absolutely right because yeah. you feel proud of comp- accomplishing that hard thing that which mm-hmm. you did not want to do and that is the definition of discipline is doing that thing which you do not want to do yeah. because you have to absolutely and then you feel proud of yourself like wow i feel so accomplished like yesterday i didn't feel like going to the brazilian jiu-jitsu class it's my first time going to this class yeah and dude I, it's in new york it's on 30th street 
bro i live like <laughs> about if i were to take public transportation yeah. an hour away mm-hmm. but like i also re- it's a really top it's one of the top bja classes uh, schools yeah in, in the nation so i i i, I want to take it seriously and i said to myself okay if i can make it through here i i, I, I can become somebody really good in bjj competitively too absolutely i want to compete i want to yeah. beat people mm-hmm. i didn't feel like going I was about to, dude, and the the I was gonna go with my buddy um, Jeffrey, and he he was like he got hurt playing basketball, and he was like yeah, I can't go, and I'm like oh man, I have like I have nobody to be accountable to, nobody knows yeah. I'm going, I could just stay back home and not go, but I decided I'd take a t- ten minute nap, ten minute power nap, put the alarm on, and then I fucking bolted. I was like gotta go before I think twice about this because Absolutely. if i think twice about this i'm going to convince myself out of here oh if i take the i'm gonna miss the train and if i catch this train i'm gonna get there late yeah. and then i'm gonna be embarrassed and that i did a lot of that in college with classes and i yeah. didn't go to a lot of classes and we all did that's part of growing up that's we have to go through that high school uh didn't prepare for college it did not not no. at all I was not, not a all. studious child. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually, but college was a whole, a whole different. It didn't prepare me for the distractions that came, you know, living on campus, being free, not being sheltered by your parents, not being watched by your parents. I wasn't prepared for that. Yeah. 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 Those, those, those were the days. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. How, how detailed can I get into this? Sure. Go as deep. Okay, okay, let's, <laughs> go deep let's go deep. Yo, you went into college. <laughs> And you uh, were in possession no. of your V card going into college. Yes. We had dreams. You know, we're, we're, we love to love, man. We love to love. And we had dreams <laughs> of finding the one and just sticking to it and just being a monogamous individual, loyal to our women. Yeah. I'm well, a lover boy. Yeah. I've ha- always been. But what happened? You know? You, what, what happened when you went to college? I had my first drink. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that, you know, folks. I had my first drink. <laughs> we'll leave now, it at that. You know, some things ended in the laundry room. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said we're gonna leave it at that. But and so, um, but yeah, I I agree that college definitely did not keep you away from distract. Like I wasn't prepared for that either. And yeah. the sphere of influence, man. When I talk, I, I think I'm an individual who can be very, uh, I can be influenced uh, to a degree to do certain things. And uh, I am now being. Um, I'm not fighting in that. Honestly, I'm not beating myself up for that. Yeah. I'm kind of like, okay, I know myself. So instead of being influenced by the wrong people, I'm going to surround myself by sharks. Yeah. By um, shark people, individuals such as yourself. Thank you. Um, so that when you do influence me, it's for good. Absolutely. And even though I'm going to probably fly out to LA in a few months, I still don't drink. That's so, okay. And, and look, there it is. That's, See, okay. that's okay. And there you go. A friend who's gonna say that's that's okay. I had um I had a buddy come visit me um around the same time last year. Um I wasn't drinking. I was like three months sober because I was prepping for a show. Yeah. And I had to host them. They wanted to go out party. You know. Um, it's okay. I, I went out with them. Uh, yeah, I went out with them. Um, and I just stayed sober. It's okay. I'm trying to actually learn how to party and go and be social without drinking it's not the same thing it's not it's not the same thing it's not i'm gonna tell y'all yeah it's not if I y'all know. can drink go have a drink or two but sure. like if it's really like a personal decision to not drink i think eventually you'll develop that mm-hmm. i call it uh secondhand drunk that's yeah. what i call it i start to act secondhand drunk because i'm around drunk people <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how to i don't know how to you know bring that out act the secondhand drunk. i just i just stay quiet and i'm like well really drunk people <laughs> Me. Yeah, I, I just wanna, like turn it on. I'm like, all right, let me go. Let me go talk to people. That's what, yeah. that's what I would do if I was drunk. I, it's a social lubricant. Yeah. So I'm gonna go talk to people. I'm gonna that's go me. Come, that's come me in the gym. People. You saw me. How everybody? Dude. Yeah, I was talking to everybody. Uh, We're social butterflies, man. Yeah. Yeah. At Signature Fitness, I'd love to take you down to Iron Culture one of these days. Yeah. Iron Culture is a gym down here in Jersey. I'm going there on Fourth of July. You're flying out already, right? Um, yeah, I'm leaving on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's a really, really big gym. Very magnificent facility with some amazing equipment okay you know the arsenal equipment arsenal yeah arsenal i think uh like, flex lewis oh no i don't i don't know i think flex lewis i don't know if he partnered with them or yeah. if he founded the company but it's like these machines that were made by a bodybuilder for bodybuilders okay and they're really good and i think they have a bunch of that type of equipment there i would love to dude i'm i'm not like it i'm dude. fascinated by like cool gyms oh dude you gotta come eventually you gotta have our own gyms yeah 
I gotta have one in LA. You have one in Jersey. We'll just oh, buy out shit. What would you call it? What would we call this? Ooh, gen? see, I don't know. Yeah, come up with this name. I, nah, I can't come up with one right now. Three, two, one. Body by Paul. <laughs> I don't know. Bodies by Paul. Bodies I, I, by Paul. I don't know what I would name my gym. I thought that's like um, coming up with names is like my hardest thing when it comes to like starting a business. Yeah. Do you have that issue? Uh, no, I just smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, just, and I, I, yeah. If I'm like, yo, I need to think. <laughs> this is <laughs> if I need to like, if I need to be creative. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke some like a J. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit it. And this is not me encouraging anybody who doesn't to, to, to do that. But yeah, uh, you know. Anyways, my point is, yeah, I think it kind of allows my creative juices to flow a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I come up with a bunch of ideas and I write them down in my notes, especially art. If I'm not going to do that, if I want to go the more sober route, I go for a drive. Okay. I'll think on the drives also. Yeah. And then I'll try to write them down, not while I'm driving, but when I pull over right after. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, th- I'll look back at the idea and then I'll realize that it's kind of a dumb idea or it's a pretty good idea or it can be a dumb or good idea. There's only one way to know and that's by trying. So what are the steps that generate the name? So for example... uh Adaptations. Adaptations. Yeah. Where did where, you get that from? Uh, okay, so adaptations, adaptations, where I got that name from. So from my studying, a lot of studying for like hypertrophy, strength, um, even sports performance. Like if you're yeah. trying to jump higher or sprint faster, mm-hmm. you know, you have to push your body. You have to train your body so that it can adapt. Exactly. There you go. But I didn't want to call it adapt yeah. because it's like kind of corny but adaptations and so then i was also thinking to myself this doesn't really just apply to the sports performance bodybuilders powerlifters this also applies to my clients who are nine to fivers working at home because yeah. you know they've adapted into a sedentary state where their shoulders are rounded their heads are a little forward you know they start having shoulder pain wrist aches yeah they have some back pain and it's because you sit in that one position for nine to ten hours then you go to bed and then you sleep and you stay in that position for six to eight hours depending on your sleep schedule so you adapt to this position now what if we take that body we put it through different movement patterns we slowly introduce different movement patterns like a squat variation a bench variation a, a deadlift variation and then, you know, maybe we start with just regular, like, for example, this this was like a fucking mind-boggling thing that I thought was like the most brilliant idea that anybody could have. Before oh. you give out your ideas for free out there, you sure? Yeah, no, oh, no, no, okay. totally cool, cool, cool totally cool. cool. I was thinking of this, this, because I'm a power lifter at, yeah. at a, a very high-end gym, mm-hmm. and these high-end gyms are full of people that just sedentary, worked, yeah. grind, made their bread. And I, I'm thinking about this one dude and how I want him to squat. But this man has never squatted in his life. And then I think of like, you know, the um, the Asian population. Yeah. More specifically, like if you go into Chinatown in New York, you'll see like um, like Chinese individuals sitting like squatting down. Yeah. Their cigarette because they just are working a long day. Yeah. It's like okay, what if I just introduce a squatting pattern to you? And 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 so he's falling over, teetering left and yeah. right. And so I was like, okay, what if I just have you hold on to a rail? Mm-hmm. And so that was like my brilliant idea. I was like, I just have you holding onto a rail and just give me 15 squats. It's like, that's okay. it. That's yeah. your workout. Yeah. yeah. Just hold onto the rail. And from there, I want you to hold onto the rails, try to stay upright. Think about pushing your knees forward so that you're yeah. not leaning forward because they mm-hmm. usually have tight hip flexors. Yep. They usually have tight rounded shoulders. So when you're holding onto this rail, just try to keep your chest up. Um, and go all the way down and then just hold that position for 30 seconds no matter how awkward it feels get comfortable breathe exhale inhale shove it out and then you're adapting there you go you're adapting he's adapting to new positions and you do that three times a week then after that we moved over to goblet squats to add some weight and after that we threw a barbell on his back there you go and dude he was squatting barbell squats and he's 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 making his (laughs) major progressions absolutely and and for whoever is watching uh his five viewers uh you know when you're starting to you know work out and exercise whatever lift you're doing you want to make sure that you understand the correct form uh, and you're never going to understand it in the beginning and what you got to do is slowly do the regress movement like he was doing holding onto the rail and slowly progress each time mm-hmm. and the more you learn the more you adapt mm-hmm. it's going to feel more comfortable it will, it will. In the very beginning, you might also feel like some minor aches and pains. Yeah. You know, your lower back might not be used to going into such deep flexion when you're going into a squat. 
and then coming out of the squat position you might go into some whatever lower extension and and so you know you might have that lower pain so when that happens you still got to move you got to stretch you got to mobilize you know move through that pain but not uh lift through that pain so if like a squat is causing your back to hurt i wouldn't recommend you continue squatting the same way i recommend you regress the way regress to something that doesn't create pain something that's tolerable but you can push through but not tolerable and push through like you like on a scale of one to ten it's a ten pain it's more of like if it's like a two if it's there just move through it eventually mm-hmm. the body will recover yeah and it won't hurt as much absolutely you gotta grow develop those muscles necessary to perform the movement yeah so. brother yeah man um but this show tomorrow are you how do you feel about the show i feel very confident um so i've always been confident with every show I, i'm just like that right just i, I feel very down. comfortable on stage yeah so when i walk you know when i walk out on stage i, I look at the crowd I have a big smile and i know i know i, I had a flow right how to entertain the crowd um but tomorrow i feel the most confident i have felt in since i've ever competed mm-hmm. because i have that you know, I have, a, I have a coach now, and he's really changed everything for me. Not only do I have my coach, he introduced me to Kenny Wallach, uh, who is also a posing coach. Okay. So, and I used to thought I, I thought I was a great poser, let me tell you. Um, but he changed everything. What, um, what did the, not Kenny, but your other coach, what's his name? Kenneth. Kenneth. <laughs> so you got a Kenny and a Kenneth. So Kenneth. What kind of things did he introduce to you that changed um, things? The, the, the majority is the dieting part, uh, really. Uh, with the exercises, he, has, he had me train less. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a workout freak. I love working out so much. I'm in the gym like six days a week, about two hours each workout. Now he's having me to do about an hour, max an hour and a half, four days a week. Yeah. So my split is completely different to what I've done for the past six years. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Because you can actually push yourself more in those like one hour yeah. because you've recovered already from yeah. that one hour as opposed mm-hmm. to killing yourself for two hours. Yeah. Now, would you write looking at yourself back if you had to coach yourself? Mm-hmm. Would you recommend the two hour, six days a week split or would you recommend the one hour, <laughs> four days a week? If I had to coach myself back then? Mm-hmm. I'd probably do the four day, man, I don't know at the time. I would have coached myself this new one, but knowing my mindset at the time, I would have been like, "Ah, I'm going to work out. I'm going to go to the gym anyways. Yeah. You know, Um, but I would definitely say do four days a week because your body, you need more rest. You need just as much rest as you're working out because if you don't let your body, you know, to recover, you're only going to end up tearing the muscle anyways. And what we found out is I had a lot of inflammation. On mm. my muscles because of overtraining. Inflammation. I just find out Especially, you had more inflammation. Well, you can see it, right? As you're trying to contract my quads, and yeah. we, we did a morning check in every time, you know. Um, so I we would look at my uh, certain muscles, and you see my quads uh, weren't able to contract fully. Okay. So they 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 always look inflamed. Mm. Now you look, you see my quads, you see lines everywhere. Yeah. You know, so that's because that recovery time letting the muscle regenerate. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking for myself, I think I might be overtraining a little bit too. How so? Uh, well, I've, I'm probably going to be going to the gym seven days this week. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, is it a mix of lifting and jujitsu or is it? Both. Okay. <laughs> I think I should be fine. Yeah. I think it's just for more social reasons. Yeah. I'm hanging out with people. You know, we've got a gym workout in yeah. today, yesterday. Uh, this morning I had a workout with uh, a new friend I made at the gym. His name is Nico. Okay. Shout out Nico. Um, and we talked shop. So, you know, I think it's like a pretty social yeah. also. I think that's also the new thing I've, I've discovered is like working out with somebody is kind of social. It's kind of cool. I love it. It's kind of fun. I, bro, back in the day. Yeah. That's how we used to hang out. Yeah. Like we just go to the gym together. And that was, that was the funnest thing ever. Yeah. And we came back, what, on Wednesday? And Othero was it Thursday? Yeah. Dude, we had such a good time at the gym. It's such a great time. It was time. a great workout. Yeah. yeah. And then we got naked in front of each other. We started posing <laughs> each other, flexing each other's muscles. Okay, TMI. T- that was great. That was my favorite part. Really? But how do you like how do you like, uh, how'd you like the kiss? How to pose? Did you like the kiss? Okay. That didn't happen. No, no, no. It didn't happen. But we would have liked it. How do you like to learn how to pose? Uh, yeah. So the posing aspect, I always knew that there was like an, it was like an, an art on its own. Yeah. You know, like flexing. But dude, it's so exhausting. Yeah. So exhausting. You know, it's funny uh, when you're on stage and they're like, okay, um, they ask you to make a pose, like front double bicep. And you're holding your entire, you're squeezing your entire fucking life out and you're waiting for the next pose, next pose. And you're like, you're just looking and you're like 20, 30 seconds in and you're flexing, your body's on a shake. It's the most 
draining thing ever. Yeah. Ever. And people don't realize. How do you train for that? I mean, consistency. I think that's more with uh, muscular endurance. I mean, not really. Um, I don't, you just have to practice. Okay, so it's the practice. Just more practice, yeah. It's a kind of a workout on its own. Yeah. It's um, like it's almost like running, you know. If you the more you run, the longer you can run. So can you do me a favor for my five viewers and myself? Yeah. Can you walk me through what happens at a bodybuilding show? Like Oh, it's actually entertaining. So basically, um <coughs> there's a pre judging and there's a final. Typically you find out where you're gonna place in pre judging. Okay. So they have all the competitors go on stage, they line up. And they make you guys do the mandatory process. Okay. So they, first you do quarter turns. So a quarter turn is you're just doing, you're standing, uh, you're doing a front last spread, basically, holding there. They have, after you say quarter turn, you turn to the side, show the side, they say quarter turn, you turn your face back back to the judges, show the back, and then quarter turn. The other raise side. the mic, raise the mic. Uh, quarter turn, you, you turn to the other side, and, uh, and then the first pose is front double bicep. Well, that's depending on what category you're doing, right? There's physique, there's classic physique, there's bodybuilding. And do you know the difference? Yeah, okay. but describe it for our viewers. All right, so physique, you're wearing board shorts. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to be as big and muscular as bodybuilders. Classic physique is kind of like the, the, the midway between physique and bodybuilding. You know, they, they, look, more, they, they look more at legs. Uh, you want to have leg definition everywhere, but you don't want to be as massive as bodybuilding and with bodybuilding be a freak show so with like the regular bodybuilding and the classic how do you like differentiate that uh musculature you you can tell by the size of the guys how how uh shredded they are yeah and also on stage their poses are different slightly different okay yeah bodybuilding has uh you know the most muscular pose right yeah yeah that's for bodybuilding classic physical doesn't have that yeah we have more of a classic pose. What's a classic pose? See, that's the beauty of classic. You you create your own classic pose. Like I, I didn't realize that there were so many different names to these poses too. There's like the atlas. There's like the. Uh, there, there's a lot of poses. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you mean the atlas? There's like the atlas where you just kind of like lean over and you're flexing like your upper body. Or, okay, those aren't required. Those aren't for, required. Uh, for for stage. Okay. Um, I guess those are more of like uh, those are poses that are known yeah because previous bodybuilders used to like you know like arnold for example his pose is called the arnold yeah right um but the one where you like lean yeah like you turn and yeah uh-huh that's but that's not a, a pose that's required on stage gotcha yeah he just he coined that yeah and that was his mm -hmm. but wait okay so another thing that's like kind of like bothering me is like why is it called pre-judging if that's the actual judging that's more for the audience. Yeah, fucking, fucking. That's more for the audience. Uh, so like, it's it's. Not and it's also, I feel like it's also to 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 not um, bring people's hopes down. In prejudging, the you know, if you're in the middle, you're first. If you're on the left of him, you're second. If you're on the right of, right of the first, you're third, basically. Mm. Um, and and everybody knows that, but they don't say it because as a competitor. You don't make it top five. You're gonna. You're not even gonna show up to final. I don't not. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? Yeah. You kind of know already. Yeah. Why would you? So I was like, you know, they they do that to not like you know um, bring people's moves down. Um, I guess. But dude, that doesn't make sense to me. There's there's that's a major flaw in my I think, opinion. I think that what it should what should happen is in final there's an opportunity for your replacement to change. And does that happen? No. No, no. I think some pro shows, yes. I think I'm not sure what the pro level is like, uh, but in in um, amateur, it's it, no, pre probably not. Pre judging is your 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 placement. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to show up. Yeah. I, no. I wouldn't want. Uh, yeah, if I'm no, not I, fucking top five, if I'm not even like number one, I'd be like, oh, this is. Nah, I mean number two. Uh, so top top five get a, a trophy. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's top. why if you're not top five, there's like twenty guys, and you're twentieth. <laughs> All right. So break this down for me. So like, how would you? How would you and I compete against each other? Do we compete against each other if we were? If I was in bodybuilding? No. No. In bodybuilding? Yeah. If we weight the same, yeah. Oh, so it's by weight. Yeah. Are there any height classes? In bodybuilding? Yeah. No. No, in classic physique, uh, 
this high uh and and this high classes and yeah. each high class has a weight requirement a weight max that you can be at oh and then what about yeah. board shorts the physique physique is all height it's all height yeah height classes yeah but now next year they're introducing for only professional league though uh physique is gonna have uh a weight requirement as well uh-huh. with the height yeah. yeah that's interesting that's so it's so bonkers to me man just the idea of like like getting to like peeled fucking skin fat zero yeah. percent body fat you know flexing in front of a group of people having them judge you yeah and then like i, I feel like i could say this to you because you're comfortable you're gonna win mm-hmm. we know this you yeah. look great yeah but like for second placer, like if, if I was talking, to, if somebody of the second placer or the third placer or the fourth, fifth placer was sitting there, I probably wouldn't say this to them. But the idea of like, yo, you're just like work the months to drop some body fat percentage, get judged by these people and then have them tell you, you do not look good enough. Yeah. That would fuck me up. I think that it would fuck anybody up. And I've been in that seat before, you know, um, my, my first national show, you know, I flew, I went to Phoenix. He was in Phoenix, 2021. I did the USA Championships. Um, and I thought I looked good, man. Everybody backstage was like, dude, you got this. You know, even the people who beat me backstage, man, they were like, damn, bro, you look good. And then I get on stage. I didn't make top five. Damn. You know what I did after the show? What'd you do? After pre judging? I was at the club. <laughs> 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 bro, I was like, I was so distraught, man. I was like, so, like, I lost so much motivation from that. Um, but the next year, I came, in 2022, I was here. I came back here uh, last June, and I did the universe. And so, in the universe, it's a little different, right? So, normally, in, in a lot of shows, it's just, okay, open class. So, classic physique open. Uh, physique open, bodybuilding open, right? And and then each each open has their uh, high classes or weight classes. Um, so with uh, the universe, they have masters over fifty, oh, masters wow. over forty, masters over thirty five. So and then they have open as well. Okay. Right. So there's a lot more categories within one. Uh, there's no more uh, classes within one category. Mm-hmm. So uh, the guy who won Masters over 45 at Classic Physique got his pro card from winning that class. Mm-hmm. The guy who won Masters over 30 at Classic Physique got his pro card from winning that class. And they both did open as well, mm-hmm. which is what I did. Mm-hmm. And they were one and two, and I was third. Damn. So they got a pro card twice, and I just missed it. Damn. Yeah. I was like, man, can I, can I just I'm get like, in? Fuck they don't it, need right? it. They don't need it anymore. <laughs> That's how I felt. Can I get it? You got two. Let me get one. <laughs> <laughs> but life ain't fair, man. It doesn't work Damn, like and that. you lost like a 30-year-old and a 45-year-old. Yeah. Bro, you're a handsome stud. What happened? You're yeah. a young steed. No, I'm I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, you can... And that's the thing, right? Nothing is set nothing is to be predicted until you're on stage yeah. I, I feel confident right now but until i'm on stage and the judges put me in the middle i don't know i'm gonna win i feel very confident because i've put so much work and prep and i'm not gonna tell myself that i'm not gonna do well you know but at the end of the day when i'm on stage that's where the battle happens right yeah so um you never know that's a nutty thing to me is like you know uh you know i, I think there's there's like some judgment behind bodybuilding because like it's like not like you're just going up there and flexing in front of people yeah but like the thing is is like also the the thing that goes into bodybuilding is like that discipline to like not eat to say no to food to follow a diet a meal plan a strict regimen workout regimen to push yourself and you know and you could very easily talk yourself out of doing this. Like, yeah. there's no point. Like, I shouldn't be doing this. But then eventually, like, for those that make it all the way to the finish line, I think the glory is so great. Yeah. And then you look at, like, the greats, like, the really, really great greats. And, you know, you have to have that summer of hope that that's going to be you one day, too. Yeah. Especially, like, the fucking, like, Seabum. Mm-hmm. He's popping off. Yeah. He's, like, 1.7 million followers. And Wait, he, four. One, huh? Is he even 1.7 or 4? 1.7 million followers on Instagram. Oh, okay. He popped yeah, off. Yeah, for sure. And then after the thing, the also thing is, is like, it's also about aesthetics. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't want to be aesthetically pleasing? Yeah. Who doesn't want to it's look good? It's good to look at. Yeah. 
it feels good it feels good when the like you not not only when the world but when you appreciate your yeah. hard work when you look in the mirror and you feel good about what you see and especially nowadays body dysmorphia is a fucking big issue bro i have it so people look at me all the time and even as i am right now everybody every competitor thinks i look great i feel small hmm. you know I, yes i'm confident of how lean, about how lean i am but i always feel like it's not enough like mm-hmm. i'm like i'm small i'm like i could have bigger forms i could have bigger this like you know um but um it feels my point was you know it feels good when you're able to look in a mirror and enjoy and appreciate what you're looking at because you've worked so hard for it and it goes back to that pride damn i did that you know you have you, you never had a six-pack in your life and then one day you wake up you have a six-pack because you worked for it that's pride and that shit feels so much better than happiness yes yes so much better I, I and I think that's what it is that makes it so much more popular than powerlifting. Yeah. Um, I look at it because I, I, obviously I'm from a powerlifting community where we like to squat, bench, deadlift. Yeah. People will say that powerlifting is like an ego sport because why would you need to squat 600 pounds? Why would you need to squat yeah. 700 pounds? But I think it, again, it comes back to what you said, like the pride. Yeah. Of like you don't understand. Like I've been training for like four or five years to do this. And the barrier to entry is really low. So this is allows me to do some, to commit to something, you know, yeah. this allows me to stay disciplined to something and chase after a goal. And that it's something that I, I at the time, like right now, if you ask me, can I squat 600 pounds right now? Yeah. No, 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 no shot, <laughs> but I can train for it <laughs> for and sure. I can achieve it for sure. And then I start to take that same mentality with my finances and you apply it to my Ooh. finances. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, can I buy a house right now? Mm-hmm. No, I can't buy a house right now, but I can save up for it. I can work hard for it. I can mm-hmm. follow a plan. Yeah. I can follow a program. I can get a coach. Mm-hmm. And it's just the same disciplines that you get from these other areas of fitness. That's why I think fitness and finances, they go so hand in hand. For sure. And and if you're one that doesn't have one in check, it's like, it's kind of like, it, chances are, if you don't have one in check, you might not have both in check. Yeah. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't know where to derive one from. Yeah. If that makes sense. And then, you know, being men, let's i'm gonna be honest with you like being men like you know uh uh you know there's like such thing as like the male gaze right like we we look that's this is like this is a misconception i think it's so funny there's this misconception that men get shirtless and flex their abs and get all big and stuff just to attract women and to some degree it's true like you know i went into the gym and my main motivation was because i wanted to look like taylor lautner who's on a poster because I wanted to get, I want to get girls. That couldn't be any more untrue. And I'll exactly. speak from personal experience. It's so false. Uh, if I'm at a pool party, I almost feel uncomfortable. Right. Because you're you're standing out yes. of, out of everybody else. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 it's like I can't walk without every head. And it sounds it sounds like a luxury problem <laughs> <laughs> for some people, but I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't like you it. You stand out. Yeah. And dude, you stand out and people... People, some people will say it like, hey, man, you look good. And yeah. it's like, oh, dude, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying it and not just staring at me subliminally like from the corner and yeah. then thinking and making me feel like all these eyeballs are on me. And Absolutely. making me feel crazy because <laughs> um, I can't I'm not confirm gonna it. Lie. Uh, and I'm saying this for the viewers. Yeah, you guys sound like like, like you're complaining about like, oh my god, my life is so hard. I have a six pack. <laughs> like, oh my god, people stare at me for looking good. So I just had to point that out for the viewers. No, it's a perspective. Yeah, you know, it it's a perspective that because he was saying that you know guys just want to take their shirt off for girls because they look good. No, it's not. That's where I was going with that. Yes. Yeah. It, the thing is, is I started realizing that that it started becoming less about like attracting the opposite sex and yeah. more so of the image that you present yourself around other men. Yeah. Because you know, like we're we're in a cutthroat environment. We're like for fitness. Mm-hmm. If you're a coach, if you're a trainer, what's the one thing people say they don't want to get? The type of trainer they don't want to have. Someone who's out of shape. Exactly. And yeah. so, like, you are the brand. You yeah. are the image. I'm trainer. Online fitness. Yeah. 
we are the brand our physiques are the brand so we're chasing after that that's certain uh i guess image yeah and then inversely you know if you have that same mentality of being able to discipline yourself to that image you also have the mentality to discipline yourself to like the financial image the personal development um and then if as a man and so what i was going to say is also as men like if we don't have those two things and i'm sure this applies to women too but i just can't speak to that if our image, the, the, the mental snapshot of ourselves doesn't align with what we want, it can cause some deep depression. It does. It could. It can cause some serious deep depression. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference between men and women, and again, I'm speaking out of my ass, is if I go, if, I, if I'm feeling overweight and I feel like some type of way, I can't like, the, I guess you could if you're like, you could say like, oh, be your fat phobic and stuff. Yeah. No, no. Here's but, the thing. Like, I don't want to cut you off, but if if you if you're overweight, yeah. right? Do you feel confident in yourself? You you might not. Because um, one of the key reasons why I I went full on with training, uh, I trained this client before. I had this client here at Retro Fitness, Biscataway, and um and I and I helped him out. And this guy was a success, successful dude, but he was never confident. You know, he was a banker. Um, and he and I asked him, why do you want to train? Why do you want to be so fit so much? He goes, and he told me, because if I could have that body, it would elevate my confidence, which would apply to everything else that I do in my life. Yeah. And I can do so much more. So if you're fat and you look in the mirror and, and you're happy with it and it doesn't affect anything else and, you know, dragging your body out of bed, you know, uh, it's difficult, but you don't care. It doesn't bother you. So be it. Great. Yeah, but if that's something that really affects your daily life, you know, you got to you got to make those changes. You got to take action. Yeah. You got to take action. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take action. So, it's not about shaming it, it's about health. It's about how does it if if it affects your life in a ne- in a negative way, change make those change take action. Yeah. If it doesn't, hey, respect to you, buddy. And the thing is is like when you get into positions of power where you have to make decisions, no matter how much power, maybe you're just having like one, maybe you're just the manager of one other person. Yeah. Maybe you're the manager, you're running an entire company. You have to have confidence. Yeah. You have to be able to lead. You have to be able to make decisions, stick to your decisions. And people are going to want to rebuke your decisions. You're going to want to, they're, no, I'm sorry. There are people are going to want to, to argue against your decisions. They're going to want to, 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 to find holes in your plans. Yeah. And sometimes they're right. But as a leader, you have to have the courage and the confidence to say, no, fuck it. Let's go with this plan. Let's sure. rock with it and yeah. let's see what happens. Your word is final. And you just said it earlier, too. Like, uh, you know, you get fit because it gives you respect within men. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as, a, as a leader, you, you want to have respect from the people around you. You want to be respected. And if people respect you, then you know uh, they're gonna respect your decision, right? If you show up, you have those those confident uh, qualities. You look good. You're strong mentally and physically. You get more respect from society in general. And hey, that's that's that, those are the qualities you want in a leader. And you you know uh, those decisions aren't gonna be questioned even. I can go to the gym and I tell my client and my clients, I'm oh no, can we do this? But this, I'm like no, and I tell them no, right? Here's what we're doing. You gotta stick to it. They shut up and they keep moving. And it's because you feel confident because yeah. you know that these are going to get the results yes. that you wanted because you've done it because and exactly. If, and if as a trainer now, this is obviously a little bit more specific, but as a trainer, if they question your decisions, you're like, look, look at my abs. <laughs> Do you not want this? Then fucking then hop on the bike. Let's hop on the bike. Let's not skip cardio today. I mostly use the words against them. Um, you know, remember what you told me? In the beginning, remember what you told me. You I see. I don't like that. I don't think you're using the words against them. I think you're you're, you're reminding them. Yeah. And I think you're just reminding them. Yeah, like, for hey, sure. Because they told me, so I'm I'm reminding them, but I'm using the words they told me. You're accountable. Yeah. You're holding them accountable to mm-hmm. their to you know to what they said they wanted to do in the very beginning, and yeah. that's what we do also. Yeah. Exactly. So what you got to do is you got to remind them of the reason why you started. Yeah. So that you can keep going. You know, and it happens to everybody. And like I was saying earlier, even when I asked my coach, "Is there anything I can eat?" Because I was I was hungry. Anything I can eat, um, you know, to kind of like go make their hunger go away temporarily. He says, stick to the plan. He said it once, never ask again. I just fucking go to sleep. Mm. You know, um, you know, one, because I know my coach, he's, he's, I saw him get one of my other guys that I competed with in uh, Junior USA's. He won my class. 
and mm-hmm. he became pro. So I'm like, okay, well, got this guy to become pro. I have the I have the genetics, I have the physique. You don't understand, bro, how much support I've been getting. I feel like the world didn't know who I was before, but now they're finally starting to like see my physique because I don't post that much. I don't. I'm not like super vocal online, um, but everybody, coaches, athletes, ton, like you know, reaching out. I'm like, holy shit, it's never happened before. Tom, dude. You have the perfect like structure for your body for bodybuilding, uh, so I'm like, okay, I'm just excited to see where I can go with it. Yeah, I, I would I would love to add to that group of people that are uh, uh, noticing you now. Yeah, because uh, yeah, your your physique is totally to a different level. You know, it's 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 like, you know, you were good before, but now you're turning great. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it has a lot to do with the discipline that you've incorporated. You know, mm-hmm. you're no longer eating that was Wendy's before a competition. You're sticking, you're digging deep as, uh, one of my best friends, Neil, he would say, cause he tried doing like a physique competition. Uh, the one with the board shorts. Yeah. Physique. physique. Yeah. He tried doing a physique competition and he was like, oh man, he was just so miserable. And he was like, you got to dig deep, man. You yeah. just got to dig deep into that deficit, that caloric yeah. deficit. And you're like digging Balls deep, man. Fucking yeah. egg whites and and salmon and chicken, and that's it. That's it. With some spinach. Yeah. So, what's gonna be your post competition meal? I've been asking you this. I yeah. need you to come up with a good action. I was thinking Answer. about. I was thinking about going home and eating my mom's cooking. Yeah. Because you know how we're, gonna be there? You know how we're foreign, right? Yeah. yeah. You know how our family is like non-American, right? Yeah. Imagine going home to like a, a an African mother yeah. as a as a son, and you're staying there for two weeks. And she cooks every day, but she can't touch it once. Yeah, how how could you break her heart like that? You <sighs> terrible man. I feel so bad, but Putting I am so glad she's ambitions. understanding. Um, so I wanted to just go home and have it cook me a meal. Yeah. But I think you know, I want uh, since all my friends are gonna be there, some of my friends are gonna be there as well. So and my coach is gonna be there. Might as well go somewhere to eat. You know where we should go? Where? We should go get Korean barbecue grill. I'm down. Yes. I'm down. Yes. Uh, yeah. We're gonna go get Korean barbecue grill. I know a spot. I'm not gonna say it on this. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Korean barbecue. Yeah, we'll go to Korean show. barbecue. There's okay. like the spot in uh, Gutenberg, I think it's called. Okay. All you could eat, thirty bucks. Bet. Yeah, I man. Yeah, man. Bet. I'm so we'll go there right after. Oh. So, brother, any last closing thoughts? Hey, um, I just hope you guys, if you're embarking yourself in a fitness journey, um, the key really is the discipline. And consistency motivation is temporary you can only be motivated you come and go away but if you're disciplined whether or not you're motivated you'll get it done you heard it here folks thank you for tuning in we'll catch you next time